Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. All right, you guys, I have Katie Nassif here with me. She is a coach here at Stat Wellness and a yoga instructor. She is a 200-hour yoga-trained instructor, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm learning all the correct lingo in the (laughs) yoga world today before we hopped on here. But today, we're really going to focus on strength training and why it's important for women, why it's important for the yoga student. Um, And we were talking before, and Katie was saying there's really not a lot of research as it relates to yoga and the benefits of strength training. And so it's fun to kind of dig into Katie's background and why strength training is really important for everybody and women and the yoga student. So welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So tell us like, tell me first, like your background in strength training. Have you always been doing strength training or is this something you started more recently? I have been strength training for gosh, I don't know how many years now, several years. Um, it started when I was just killing time one summer in, I guess, high school. And I saw I, a friend of mine, her mom invited us to the gym. So a bunch of young girls, at the gym, and she was showing us the machines and I just got so excited by it. So it's been scrappy for a while. Um, in college, I learned a little bit more about how to program. And then for the longest time, it was kind of the thing that I did for myself And at some point over the last four years, I turned some kind of corner and decided I need to share it with other people. So, and she's moving from the corporate world to like full-time movement, which is also super exciting. Yes. Big, big, scary changes, but very exciting. Yeah. And I feel like strength training, it's just so, for me, it's so empowering. Like it's so good to know that you could lift something heavy if you needed to. I just, it, and it's such a good de-stressor. You have a long day, you go and deadlift. you like, feel like you could take over the world? Yes. Oh, so I so agree. I went, I worked out this morning, which is different from what I normally do. And it's such a different mental space in the morning versus, you know, unleashing at the end of the day. Yeah. And I'm so <laughs> interested. Do you listen to music when you strength train? Yes. And is it different than what you listen to when you do yoga? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I listen to very upbeat music when I strength train and I like something the, the big booty playlists, yeah. as you may know, are my, my favorite thing to play when I'm, I'm playing or I'm teaching class here. And it's the same thing when I strength train. Is that on Spotify? Yeah. Okay. I've actually never listened to it. So I'll have to, it's no song should be longer than 20 seconds. Once you listen to that, you can never go back. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then in, in yoga, so I teach vinyasa yoga, which is very flowy. So there's space for some more upbeat tempo-y music, but I have kind of been conditioned to listen to things that don't take me out of the moment. So I won't listen to like a lot of pop music. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then you can really pay attention to your breathing a lot more. That's right. Um, so kind of tell me why, what in your like viewpoint, why is strength training important for people and women? Oh God. Well, the mental benefits, like we already talked about the empowerment, the body awareness, feeling capable, um, those all play into it. And I think especially, I'm going to say for everyone and especially for women, the sense of freedom and independence that comes from knowing that you have ownership over your movements and body awareness, I think is really valuable. 
So living in pain, for example, or not being able to get off the floor, um, if these are things that you can control by building muscle and strength, then I think that's a hugely beneficial way to navigate through the world. Caitlin sent me an article of a lady that was 76 years old. And I think she was 76, but she, her primary care was about to put her on like her fifth medication and she was needing knee replacements for like a second time. And I may be changing the story slightly, but she was like, I'm going to change my lifestyle. Like, I don't want to take more medications. And at 76 years old or whatever her age was, she started strength training, like barbell work, strength training and got off all of her medications. She lost like 80 pounds. So it was so inspiring to me that it's like never too late. So who, if, if you're listening and you are 60 years old and you're you're like, I can't lift a barbell. Like this lady is inspiring and she's in her seventies and started lifting weight. Um, isn't it? I'm like, I hope I look like her, (laughs) act like her, or just like ready to take on new adventures. Um, so it's, it's really for everybody. And I also like hearing your perspective because you talk more about like the feelings behind the strength training, which is awesome. Whenever people ask me in functional medicine, I'm like, well, glucose control and (laughs) elevated testosterone levels. Manage your diabetes better, (laughs) inflammation, all of this. Yes. So it's really great. Yeah. But I love that perspective too. And so why yoga? Like, tell us a little bit about the, um, kind of strength training practice for a yoga student. Yeah. It's been interesting. Um, I think that there's been a lot of maybe not research recently, but a lot of anecdotal stories, especially with the rise of course of social media and everyone sharing their experiences. But I've started to learn a lot about the number of injuries that come out of yoga, especially in more vigorous practices. And there's a lot that can be prevented by strength training. So a lot of the reasons that we end up with imbalances or injuries, especially in the yoga community, tends to lean towards weakness, especially in the posterior chain. So the back of the body, hamstrings, glutes, uh, back and shoulders. We do a lot of pushing in yoga practice, not a lot of pulling. So we'll find that students overstretch their hamstrings really often. Um, they don't know how to support their shoulder girdle when they're lowering down into a push-up. So there's a lot of these little things that over time add up to injury. Um, so strength training ends up being a really good um, complement to the yoga practice, especially depending on what kind of practice you're doing. Like I said, there are a lot of different kinds of yoga or styles. And I love this idea of like kind of doing what is it called when you do like a, like a, like a tasting mm-hmm. with like a pair, a pairing, yeah. right? There's these like pairings in my mind where I'm like, Oh, so you like heavy lifting, try vinyasa. You'll get your heart rate up more. Like there's these different kind of little compliments. I don't yeah. know. So when you do, cause right now, do you do any personal training with yoga students when it comes to strength training? Like, is that, have you had those clients that maybe are new to strength training? Um, I've had, it's funny that you mentioned, I just had an initial session this morning with someone I know from the yoga community who wants to get stronger. Um, it's funny. I tend to attract people on the periphery of the yoga world, but I did actually design a strength for yoga ebook program, um, that several of my students have participated in and purchased and enjoyed. And they've seen a lot of benefits, I think in their practice. And if anything too, and this can be said for almost any form of movement, moderation is useful and changing things up is useful. So if you've been doing yoga for a long time and you feel like you've plateaued strength training for a little bit or incorporating that into your routine is a really good way to kind of re-energize yourself and and try something new. Cause that was going to be one of my questions is, do you try, if you're tailing a strength training for a yoga student, are you going to incorporate a lot more of those pool and posterior strength training, or are they still going to be like total body workouts or 
have you like, how do you structure that? That's a great question. Yeah. It, for the average person who does yoga a lot and doesn't strength train a lot, I would say f- I focus on the pulling movements and kind of hitting the things that we don't do so much in yoga. Um, if it's someone like me who tries to do a pretty even mix of both, uh, I also target full body. Cause I think that there's a lot to be had say for push movements overhead. Um, we, there's a lot of yoga movements that involve that, but could use more focus and more strength and like a different perspective to make those moves a little more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is you think of yoga, it's all weight bearing, right? Like all the strength training that you do in yoga and vinyasa flow is your own body weight. So you would imagine, you know, even for somebody that's trying to become a better yoga student, that there's so much benefit in getting that total body workout when it comes to strength and power through vinyasa and things like that. That's right. And anyone who's trying to improve or not improve, but increase their muscle mass, you're, you're going to hit at a certain point, uh, a place in yoga where you can't go much further because it is just your body weight. And as we know, the body adjusts to the stress that we put on it under. So if that is a goal that someone has, I would always recommend incorporating the strength training. And one thing that some of my patients or clients have told me is that their concern is if they do too much strength training, they'll lose some of their flexibility with yoga. Have you personally seen that? Or is there do you recommend doing some more stretching post-workout or, um, that's another good question. Yeah. I actually don't feel like I'm less flexible. If anything, I feel like I have better control over my flexibility. And I think this similar, I want to say I'm going to generalize that the same could probably be said for most people who are, who lean towards being really flexible naturally, but have little control over it, which we see a lot in the yoga space. Um, But if we look at what strength training and mobility are, it's loading up those end ranges. So if you're able to load up and control those end ranges, you'll maintain that flexibility. And I would say you get what you put into it. So if you maintain your practices on both ends, there's really very little risk of losing that flexibility. That makes sense. And I think too, like sometimes being too flexible can increase your risk of injury. So, you know, that hypermobility can also cause problems. And so having that stability and that hypermobility seems to be very important too. Yeah. So what do you have some tips? Like if somebody is looking at starting a strength training program or maybe is afraid to lift weight, do you have any tips or tricks or things that you um, have found successful in the past? Yes. Uh, they might be a little esoteric or a little more about the mindfulness than about, you know, start with a two pound dumbbell and then pick up a five pound dumbbell. But I think setting realistic goals is such a big piece of it. People who want to start something new tend to want to go all in with that thing, which often leads to disappointment when you can't do it, especially if you say are already doing, you know, yoga or running or something, and you already have some kind of practice and you don't know where to start, pick one or two days a week, start for 10 or 20 minutes, start small, and then go from there. The other thing I would say is pick something that you like. So if you know that you like group fitness, do group fitness. If you know that you like, you know, personal training or doing something on your own or Peloton where no one can look at you, but you're still getting that strength training in, do that. Do the thing that you will stick to. I think that is so important. And I know for me, I always like throughout the years, I've been like, okay, I'm going to do five days a week, 45 minutes. Cause right. I used to be able to fit that in. Like, that's what I did, you know, five days a week, an hour. And I quickly realized 
Kristen, if I can do 12 minutes, like I got to a point where my workouts were 12 minutes a day in my basement and I was still getting sore and they were still effective. Like it was 12 minutes of a really effective workout. And I knew it was all I could do at that season of my life. And I think so many of us, we have this like all or nothing mentality and, um, our life is not like that. It's not always, you know, stagnant. There's so many ups and downs and busy seasons. And so I think that's so key. Um, and then talking about kind of your balance, like, and I know this varies so much from person to person, but if we were to just generalize, like what seems to be the good balance between how many days of doing yoga versus how many days of doing strength training, do people ever do two a days and do strength training and yoga? I mean, I know I wouldn't have time for that. And that sounds like a lot, but (laughs) what would be your recommendation? Yeah, that's again, great question. Um, I used to be that two a day type of person and it, I didn't realize until I looked back how much it burned me out, especially because I lean towards power yoga, which is very vigorous. So that's, it's just a lot on the nervous system. Um, so what works well for me and what I typically recommend for people who want some kind of balance and do want to do multiple things is two to three days a week of either thing, um, or sessions of either thing. So I lean towards three days a week of heavy strength right now that can change. It's definitely been four or five days in the past. Um, and then I usually work towards two or three sessions of yoga a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I picked up running recently. So now we're, we're working that into the system. That's so it's awesome. all about, you know, those incremental little chunks of what feels good and isn't too much. Yep. I think that's great. Well, if people want to find you, where can they find you on social media or website? Tell us where they can find yes, you. Yes. I am on Instagram at Katie Nassif. I am at www.katiedenseef.com. So it's all very, very simple, easy to find. Um, you can probably Google me and find me. And how do you spell your last name? N-A-S-S-I-F-F. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Um, and a topic we've never talked on is yoga for, or strength training for the yoga student. It's yeah, great. my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember, little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at Stat Wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.